seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! Remaining. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one, -on -one. Irving puts it up, it's good, Kyrie Irving from downtown! We're sending it in, Jerome, that's for damn sure. Yes, 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 what is up everybody, welcome to Taproom Sports Podcast, I'm your host Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lads, joined with my guy, Mr. Aaron Kidd, we got a very special guest tonight from Wager Talk, Mr. AC Money. What's up, AC? How you doing tonight? Good, gentlemen. What's going on? Oh, we're just hanging out, wishing the Rangers were better, but that's okay. <laughs> My gosh, have the Rangers regressed. And, and you know what's funny about this, Jordan, is we've called this for months, you know, and it's finally here, and we're still trying to push back on it and just not turning out very, very well for us. Well, I feel like before, like, the, you know, we knew they were going to regress and there wasn't value on them and now i feel like there was kind of value on them given the spot that they're in but you know that's how it goes dude you can't win them all i guess unfortunately but we're here to talk college football gentlemen the uh the days of mlb are almost behind us i know a i know a ak and i will probably be betting baseball till uh the world series but most most of most normal people will uh they'll get off the get off the train of, of grinding major league baseball <laughs> AC, are you still betting baseball and, and, or not? And, and, and I'd love to hear AC's opinion on this, but I, I think some lines become, you know, you find a little bit more value and there's a little bit more edge in lines in baseball because everybody starts betting college football, especially with NFL coming up. And that's when people really start, you know, kind of shining away is when NFL comes up this weekend. So I've had success betting, you know, later on and, you know, finding value there. AC, what's yeah, your I don't, you know, you know, man, baseball is not really my gig. I was on Jordan before um, it's, such a small bet when I even when I play it, you know it's 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 it's, it's more of it's midsummer. There's nothing going on. I don't know anything about darts and ping pong, so you know, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, put a few games on the on the docket and 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 see what happens. But uh, yeah, usually by August first for sure, it's it's kind of over for me. I start digging into the football heavily, um, and just I, I think that's what most people do, honestly. And you know, if you're a sharp baseball guy and you and you stay up with it, and and you could probably find some value coming down the stretch, I would imagine, because because really the only guys that are, well, not the only ones, but quite a few of them are just uh, the Joes, yeah, you know, that are that are out there that are out there betting it. Do you mean like uh, Boogie with Trent, who had the Braves every which way tonight? <laughs> Did he? Yeah, he, see, right. he, he he wasn't the only one in America. No, he definitely no. wasn't. He was. He just well, represented it, all. Like, of like we were talking, the, the the Braves beat or the Cardinals beat the Braves last night, right? Yep. Right. Yeah. So, so the Cardinals aren't going to win two in a row over the Braves. It's just not going to happen. Especially until, Spencer Strider on the mound. Yeah. Right. Right. But you know, laying two ninety. And the Braves. Right. I think the Braves won like uh, I think it was like ten or eleven of Strider's last starts. So the fact that like you know everyone sees all that and just like the perfect spot. Like we're I think that's the epitome of baseball is the last five minutes of conversation on this show. It's just the epitome <laughs> of betting baseball. God, and it's just – it'll drive you up a wall if you let it. It absolutely will. Yep. I know guys that bet first five and full game 
So, I mean, they're just yep. – they're choking on every walk, every pitch. You know, they're like, oh, the starter's already throwing 76 pitches through three innings, man. I mean, you know, and I mean, they're just start freaking out. And I'm just like, yeah, I just can't do it. It's part of the reason I don't bet the NBA. You know, I, I, I subconsciously actually didn't even know. I just like dropped in my seat as he was talking about walks and, and you know, walking leadoff guys and things like that because right. that's the epitome of betting fucking baseball. So, all right. All right. I, I get these, I get these texts and like, can you believe this son of a bitch? He's, he's throwing this many pitches through. I mean, that a lot of these pitchers to me anymore, they just don't know how to pitch. It's all about the strikeouts for them. Um, they, yep. They're worried about the pitch count. But I mean, it's like six innings is the max you get out of these guys anymore. That's it. You, they're not going beyond that. Well, they also I know throw... they gave up on the full game and, and just concentrate on the first five. I think they're better off for it because the pens are so unpredictable at this point on, on these teams. Yeah, uh, I mean, the I think the game of baseball has just changed a lot. Like you know, now you got guys throwing hundred mile an hour sinkers, and that's just like you know, twenty years yeah. ago is like unheard of. That's like average now. In in my day, um, there wasn't hundred mile throwers when I was young, and and then you know, as I maybe even as much as ten years ago, a team might have one guy that would throw a hundred. Yep. Now now you got every team's got multiple guys coming out of their pen that fire that fire a hundred. It's almost like if you if you can't throw ninety six on average, you you can't even pitch in baseball. Oh, no, you're, you're, you're getting nowhere near the majors um, if you don't have something like that. I mean, like Greg Maddox is one of my favorite pitchers ever. And the guy would throw complete games and his pitch count would be in the 80s. Yep. And the guy never, I mean, 90 was like his limit. He never could throw past 90. Oof. But, man, that guy could paint an outside and inside corner with movement like nobody's business. He pitched to contact. He had a good team behind him. I just loved the way he pitched. I was more of, you know – enjoyed the finesse part of that game to where now, man, it's like, look, the guy at the plate knows this, this ball's coming in at hundred and the guy in the pitching, he knows this guy's, you know, going to be swinging for a homer and it's just mano a mano at that point, you know, who's going to get the best of it right now. Well, the crazy thing you see about baseball right now is actually we're seeing the lowest amount of fastballs thrown in the history of the game. Really? Way more breaking balls. Like, you know, five years ago, if it's a two Oh count, you know, you're getting a fastball. Now right. pitchers don't even right. you don't know what you're getting because guys will throw two o changeups they'll throw two o sliders they'll they'll throw anything and that's and the sweeper has become a really big pitch too especially in those yeah. kind of counts yep. Yep. Yeah. the sweeper's kind of overtaking it the thing that irritates me about baseball I, I forget what game it was it was within the last few weeks it happened uh, the game went to extras the team in the top of the tenth didn't score team in the bottom of the tenth obviously has a guy on second nobody out in my day. That's an auto bunt unless your cleanup guy was coming on. Yep. I mean, the next guy was bunting to get that guy over. It didn't matter. As long as it wasn't your cleanup guy, um, he was going to bunt to get that runner over. 100%. Not, now, I, don't, I don't think half the league can bunt anymore. Nowadays, guys don't even know how to bunt. <laughs> nope, I'm saying. I, don't, I don't think they do. And to you all's point tonight, perfect example. The Rangers are down. I think it was seven to two. You know, we got to start. We're starting a rally here. You know, I think we got had guys on first and second, one out. We had just scored a run, and it's like, okay, guys, we got one out. Let's go up there. You just walked the last guy. Uh, let's go up here and take another walk. Corey Seager gets up there, swings at the first fucking pitch, and of fouls off. Right. Yep. Yeah, and, and in my day, that was an auto. It was an auto take spot. Yep. First pitch is yes, an sir. auto take. Yep. You know, especially especially with the guy having walked the guy before that. 
Yeah, and if the next pitch was a ball, a ball I mean, you just you just kept you made him throw you a strike, right? That's, that's like right. the oldest that, of the old. That, that, does that rule even apply no more? I don't think it does. No. I don't think it does either. Yeah, I don't think it does. I mean, it's I, not I, winning baseball anymore, in my opinion, at all. Well, there's not there, there's not as much strategy to the game anymore to me, right? It's like I say, you know, every everybody's swinging for defenses, and every pitcher's aiming for the strikeout. This is this is why they have a hundred pitches through five. Yep, and to your point, like. You know, to and AK as well, like about the Rangers is they're down six, seven runs, and everyone's going up there trying to hit a four run home run with nobody on base. It's like, dude, you guys got to get somebody on base. Like, you you, you can't hit a six run homer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, baseball's so frustrating. But we're almost towards the end, and that's that's a good thing. I love baseball, though. Baseball's one of my favorite sports, but I love college football. It's my number one favorite sport, and that's what we're here to talk about for sure. So we got three games we're gonna we're gonna break down. Before we get to these games, though, I wanted to get AC's opinion because you know he's a veteran in this industry and you know he's seen a lot more than AK and I for sure. And this there was a a lot of talk this week, especially on Twitter, about or the X or whatever they want to call it now, about CLV. So obviously, you know, AK and I have talked about this. These lines are up for three, four months, right? And we saw line movement four or five points. And a lot of people saying like, and and they they lose outright. Seventy six percent of them lost outright. Don't cover. And a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I got such great CLV, but I lose. So, AC, my, I want to ask you, what is your thoughts on on CLV and kind of you know you, we were talking about before we went on air and you were saying there's a lot more, um, like public, uh, yeah. money being put on these dogs. I want I kind of what you said to us before we went on air. I want I want everyone to hear that. Well, my my view of it is back in the day, CLV meant it meant everything, um, you know. And, and I'm an old guy, so I'm going back, you know, forty years. Bro, you ain't that old. I'm fifty eight, man. <laughs> so I've I, but I've been around it a long time. Yes. Um, I, I still think it matters. I just don't think that it's as big of a deal as as. It, it once was. Um, now I know you're going to get people on X or Twitter or whatever you want to call them. They're going to start freaking out. Oh my God. You know, if you don't have this uh, CLV, you know, you, you, you can't win. Okay. But, I mean, those are old school betters and I get it. And a lot of them are way better betters than, 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 than I'll ever will be. Uh, to me back in the day, it just meant so much more. There were just so fewer people betting at that point than there are today. Um, um, the the lines at at, at, the, at the casinos back in the day weren't three hundred deep uh, five minutes before the NFL game or for, before some big college game. Um, so to me, uh, it, it meant a lot more back then. I still think it's important. Don't get me wrong. I, I still obviously you want to get the best of the number. Um, it's just I don't know that I want to hang my hat on it like I did twenty five years ago. Yeah. Um, that you know I, I think twenty five years ago. Um, you could walk around and with your chest pumped out if you got uh, a, a three-point uh, CLV on a game, you know, and know that more likely than not, you were going to get there with that. And and probably over the course of the year, I mean, look, if you ever – do you guys follow Brad Powers? Probably you've yeah. seen him mm-hmm. post. Okay, so, I mean, you know, he's he's got CLV in all of these games. I mean, just about – I don't know. I don't know the exact percentage. I've I seen him post it. Well, because he moves the lines too. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, he's part of that movement. And there are, what, half a dozen people out there that I'm aware of that, that 
that are capable of doing that. I'm, I'm sure there are sure. more I'm just saying the ones that I know that when they step in, they're, they're you know, they're calling across the country uh, with runners to get bets down in certain in yep. certain spots. And and that starts the gravy train. And then you got the seam chasers after that when they see that move. So they're jacking that. That's coming even more. Um, but it's it just it's still important. I don't want to say it's not because I, I think it definitely is. But it's just not what it once was uh, in my, my book. Right. And Jordan, to, to add to that, I was going to AC kind of knocked it out of the park there with so much steam being chased now. You know, for instance, um, we talked about on air South Alabama and everybody right. in the world. We were all on it. Everybody loved it. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we know what happened. And it didn't matter if you got six and a half, six, seven. Didn't matter. AK, right? AK, what, did, what did Jordan What did Jordan give you? tell you before the kickoff? Jordan didn't play it, but Jordan did like Tulane. But um, <laughs> I, uh, my point of that was is because such and such, such and such and such and such bet it, you know, it got steamed down, right? Well, this happened to us on Sunday, but we got – the best number possible on the other side, yep. right? Because we, we were on Oregon state. Right. We, me and Jordan talked all morning about Oregon state. Actually, I think we started talking the night before about Oregon state, yep. San Jose state opened at like 17 and a half. Um, right. They could even open 18. I saw some 18s like a couple months ago. It got steamed all the way down to 13 and a half. And I grabbed 13 and a half. It didn't matter either way. They won right. by, you know, a million. But my <laughs> point is, is, where we're talking about CLV, we got the best of the number on our side, yeah. really. So it's just perceived value on what side you're on. Is, well, you, my could point. Have, you, you could have done the same in the uh, not not as big of a move, but you could have done the same in LSU, Florida State. No, we don't want to yep. talk about we don't want to talk about that. Game. Yeah, we we were unfortunately <laughs> uh, AC. We were on LSU. That I know, night, but I'm so. just saying that game that game closed out at one. And yep. we, that's the number we grabbed. We grabbed LSU. Yeah. All right. So you grab you grab the right number. Um, you know. I grab I personally grabbed money the money line at minus one twenty. And right. uh, you know, that it was hell. I think it was like one fifty at one point in time. Yeah. So Definitely same thing awesome. with Oregon State. Right. The, the side that I was on, I got the best number, right? And you learned from you learned from uh Saturday that Maybe maybe this steam ain't so hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I Actually, mean, that's what started the conversation the night before. Was me and Jordan were just determined. We were like, "Fuck this!" You know, again, this you know, game. one one game. There's like we got six points of CLV. Another game we got a half a point. But then another game we got five points, and none of it ever mattered. So we're like, "You come, we're coming out and fading the steam the next day." So <laughs> well, it's not only that. I mean, most of those games weren't even close. I mean, they yeah. weren't even close. Like like. Nope. It didn't matter. Uh, they weren't even within a touchdown of the CLV. Nope. No, nah, you could have had plus 30 on some of them. Right. <laughs> you know, it didn't matter if you had five or eight, you know. Right. You were just you were just getting blown blown out. And, uh, and yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's going to continue to happen. I think one week, uh, week one is kind of unique. Yep. 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 Um, so I, got I, all I think moving forward, like if somebody – sees that and then they're like oh like they're going to try to do that this week they could they could be in for a for a different scenario i think it'd be much more of a hit and miss this week but week one is is the guys that wanted the numbers they got them three months ago yep yep they they didn't get them on saturday 100 percent. you know and and there's so many more steam chasers at this point um, yep. you know, to to drive that number further, they see that, that line move. I mean, you guys see them. Uh, even if you don't know them, you, if if you scroll down Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it, you see them. Yep. They're out. There. They're they're chasing that number. Um, as soon as that thing moves, 
hundred percent. I've never been, I've never been one to do that. I like to have my own opinion on it. Yeah. I'm not just going to chase. I'm not going to chase the number blindly because so and so put it out. It's like what the RAS releases. Oh my I just, gosh! <laughs> I just don't pay any attention to them, man. I mean, do are they good? I'm sure they are. Yeah, but they're pretty you know, good salesmen too. Yeah, right. Well, we all know. We all know. We all have a, have a know a stubborn guy that that uh, you know liked about the White Sox and Cardinals, and you know I'm stubborn too. Not quite as stubborn I as him, too. but I'm stubborn. So if I form an opinion, um, somebody's really gonna have to talk me off of that opinion, you know, or give me something to tell me that I'm going the wrong way. R- R- we'll like, when we talked about the South Alabama game, you know what really threw me for a loop in the South Alabama game? What's that? That line never moved. Yeah, no, it didn't. But yet every every person that I respect was on them. Yep. But that line never moved. It never it never it never moved off six and a half that I saw. I mean, it, 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 it did. It went down to time. it went down to six at some point. But yes, it, it never moved more than half a point. Right. Yeah, it was. It was there. But you yeah. would think. You would think with all of the sharp people that were on it and everybody that loved it, like that line yeah. gone through four maybe with yeah. all of that. Yeah. And so so when I seen it. I wasn't betting it anyway. I just too many people were liked it too much for me. But but when you've seen it go to uh, staying around that six six and a half, it had to be an indicator of like man, maybe that's not the right side. Yep. Well, Jordan, I, I know we got to move on, Jordan. But real quick about that, I will say I think we get too caught up in not putting enough stock in the bowl games, right? Because that's that's what we all say: don't put stock in the bowl games, right? As soon as that two-lane game happened, second quarter, I'm texting uh, our our friend that also likes, you know, that likes the White Sox referring to. I'm texting right. Jordan, and, and I just said, oh, my God, we were all on Western Kentucky in that bowl game, right? And they just lit them up. And I said, these are the same DBs that were in that bowl game. And they can't they they can't cover us if we were running post routes. Right. And I said, "Fuck!" I said, "You know, we got to stop saying, oh, the bowl game's an anomaly.' Yeah, there might be some things, but but there's also some telltale signs in those games too. So you can't just throw them out, throw them out, and say, oh, that didn't happen.' I think right. the, I think the bowl games don't matter more for like the bigger programs, like like the right. uh, the like real big power five programs. Like if they're in a little bowl, most of those got most of their best players sit out. So it's like you can't put a ton of you can't put a ton into their into their uh, bowl performance, but like that UAB game or I'm sorry um, South Alabama game in Tulane, like Tulane brings back Michael Pratt, they bring back most of their defense, and everyone's like, oh, I like I like South Alabama. I'm like, dude, Tulane's at home. They're returning Michael Pratt, who's one of the best quarterbacks in that fucking conference. Like, what what, what do you guys see in South Alabama? Hey, okay, I told you I was like, I, I think there's I think there's a ton of value on Tulane because everyone's just shitting on them. Well, yeah, and we we I know we don't have time to go into, it, but South Alabama is one of the most veteran teams, you know, returning it. Yeah, I mean, I think they dominate the Sun Belt, right? And they they returned a ton of production. From yep. That. Yep. You yeah, know, they, I, they they didn't get I, the best out of their court. I understood why everyone liked them. I just get kind of nervous when everyone likes them. I mean, yeah. everyone like there. I didn't see a single person say, you know what? I really I kind of like Tulane. No, I, that yep. didn't. Yeah, yeah, perfect, 100%. perfect transition. So let's talk about another team that everyone likes this week. This week, and that's uh, the Colorado Buffaloes at home, lane three against Nebraska. Uh, the total is sitting fifty nine, fifty nine and a half, depending on uh, where you shop around. I see a sixty out there too. Um, so 
you know, this is a this is a perfect example of. I know we didn't really talk about it, but week one to week two, we're going to see some of the biggest overreactions. For sure, always. And I think the three games we highlighted that we're going to talk about are three of those biggest ones, and that's why I wanted to talk about these three. But this game right here, you know, uh, John Ewing, who he's a reporter, and he basically uh, is paid by I don't know if he's paid by DraftKings or MGM, but he's giving out information saying that. You know, this is a more bet game than any NFL line this week already. Already. AC, what's your thoughts on Colorado-Nebraska? Well, I, I, I tend not to overreact too much to what I thought before the season started. I did think TCU was a little overrated coming in because I thought, look, everybody's seen them in the college football playoff. Um, you know, and so that that's what that's what the average guy remembers coming into this year. Yep. Um, my problem was is I didn't think Colorado was any good, so I didn't I didn't bet the game either way. Um, I was pretty amazed that Colorado was that good, but when I but when I looked at the box score, Colorado averaged like one point four yards a carry in that game, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So um, how is that going to Nebraska is much better defensively than 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 TCU. Um, offensively, though, man, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of Sims, the quarterback at Nebraska. I got to tell you, I, I mean, if he if he has to throw the ball 25 times, I'm I'm not sure they're going to be in the game. I think that's a um, I think that's a great point. But continue, continue. Yep. Yeah, I, I I just don't I just don't think if he's got to throw the ball a bunch, he's going to be in the game. But I really think Nebraska's line play. Um, is is going to show up in this game? Um, it, it wasn't a big bet by any stretch of imagination. I grabbed three and a half. I know that it opened at five, but man, that five was gone. It was gone um, in minutes. You couldn't. You, you blinked your eyes, and if you thought about it for for five seconds, that yeah. that one was gone. So yeah. I, I did bet it at three and a half. It's 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 something I've always done in the overreaction department. I mean, we could talk about other games down the road. We got a few more. We're going to talk about. Um, like I said, after week two, like if Colorado comes out and balls and, and hands it to Nebraska, I'm going to think a lot differently of them. Oh, what Hunter played a hundred something snaps last week. Yeah, that, that's that, that can't continue for them. No, um, he he won't be around at the end of the year if he keeps doing that. I mean they, they they've got big boys coming in the in the Pac-12 to uh, to play. Um, I'm not sure that you know coming off of that huge high last week can can they get to that point again? Nebraska is going to play bully ball. That's the only way they can play. Um, and Colorado's line play, I, I just don't think they're great. But I mean, look, I'm not, I'm a little nervous about this. And normally I wouldn't be about this game because Colorado far exceeded what I thought they could do. Uh, Nebraska is what I think they are. They're, they're, they're good, but they're offensively limited. Right. But they can't run the, they can run the ball. And I feel like that's that's going to be their their path here. I I, I think it could be a lower scoring game than what you say 59? fifty nine, fifty nine sixty, depending yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if it if it gets over the total, I don't think Nebraska's winning. That that's just my what my gut tells me up front. I didn't bet the total. I'm not I'm not very good at total, so I don't bet many of them. Um, but I, I do think I do think Nebraska's going to. Pump it up and 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 try to run the ball down her throat, and uh, I think they're going to get some pressure on Sanders. And if he can get loose and make plays, Colorado's probably winning the game. But I, I did I did bet uh, Nebraska plus three and a half. AK, what's your thoughts? Well, you know, I said it a couple weeks ago. 
everyone thought that the pressure was on Colorado, right? With Deion Sanders coming in, you know, they're, you know, everyone's expecting them to either be really bad or really good, right? The pressure was on them. I, I think AC's right, man. I think the pressure was on TCU coming off, you know, what they did last year, going to that bowl game. We know what happened there. They got absolutely embarrassed. The yep. pressure was on them, I think. I think, I think, I don't think the pressure was ever on Colorado. You know, it's funny. Jordan texted me the other day. He said, What's the line going to be on that game? This was, this was right when the Colorado game, you know, ended. And uh, I said, It's probably going to be three and a half. And he's like, No way. You yeah. know, I said, Really? I really do. I think it's three and a half. And, and I, I think Nebraska is going to try to slow the game down. Right. They're not they're not going to let uh, Sanders throw for 500 plus yards on him again. And they're going to try to slow the ball down and put the ball in Jeff Sims hands. I agree with you guys. <laughs> if you got Jeff Sims throwing the ball 25 or 30 times, you're not winning the game. But now if you let Jeff Sims run the ball for 20 times, 110 yards, you probably got a shot because you slowed the game down. Right. Um, I personally don't. I personally will not bet this game. I'm, I'm telling you guys right now because. I still think I'm sticking to what I thought coming into the season, Nebraska not being very good. It takes Matt Rule a year. We've seen it every every stop he's ever made. Um but but if I you know, if I was looking at a side, it would be Nebraska, man, just because I think they're gonna slow the game down because now I think the pressure is on Colorado. It's right Right. hundred percent. You're ranked. You know, you are you ranked now. Oh my God, you know, Travis Hunter's the Heisman or Shador Sanders is gonna win the Heisman now. So now all the pressure that TCU had, Colorado has now. So hundred percent. Well, they're all, they're all celebrities this week, man. Let's not forget what's going on around campus right now. Yep. Um, oh, they they have they probably not slept all weekend, and I'll right. leave it at that. Yep. That's right. And to your guys' point about Jeff Sims and stuff, like AK knows I'll, I'm I'm higher on Jeff Sims than, than the average person just because I I think he's one of the best athletes in college football, right? But to your point is like you have to limit his decision making. Like you can't put him in the position to make decisions that are going to cost a team. And like I thought Nebraska did a terrible job at, at play calling in that Minnesota game. They had goal line, uh, I think it was like second in in one at the goal. And instead of like running a QB sneak, like what are we doing, dude? Why are you why are you throwing the ball on the one yard line with one of the best rushing oh, quarterbacks? Hey. Yeah, like what are we? What Guys are you crazy? So I honestly, and Matt Rule is a very intelligent coach, dude. And I I know he's he went back and he looked at that film and he said, look, we're running the ball fifty times next game. Like, I believe that they they average five point five yards per carry against a a very good Minnesota rush defense, a very good Minnesota defense. AK That's told me when I when I played Nebraska plus seven and a half, AK made sure I knew, Jordan, this team got NFL caliber players on defense. I said, I know, dude. I know, I know. I understand. But I think Nebraska can do enough to win the game. Defense highly underrated. Their defense, Nebraska allowed 196 pass yards through the air. Uh the kid for Minnesota, the Greek, the Greek guy, forget his name. He's a hell of a quarterback, dude. And people are looking at that game and they're saying, well, is Minnesota's offense that good? But you saw that route that that kid ran from Minnesota. That was a hell of a route. And Nebraska held him down. The catch? By the way, one of the yeah. best, best catches of the weekend. Yeah. Yes. And aside from that one play, Nebraska held Minnesota down defensively. And if you take away two boneheaded, we could, we could put it in the play calling, we could put it on Jeff Sims, whatever. Nebraska wins that game. And we're talking about a whole different scenario here this week, right? 
So I think there's a ton of value on on Nebraska. Colorado allowed almost eight yards per carry against TCU last week. Now they're right. facing a better rush offense, a better offensive line. Uh, Nebraska, like I said, they averaged 5.6 yards per carry. Colorado was 133rd in success rate against the pass uh, PPA last week. I, just, I, I think, to your guys' point, I think Nebraska dumbs this game down and they absolutely run the shit out of the clock, and they control the clock in this game. And not only do I think they cover, I think they have a good chance of winning this ball game. Hot take. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I bet them. Like I said, I, I, I'm a little nervous because I, I feel like Colorado is is much better than what I thought they were. Well, Colorado's I, offense, I like. I felt like I knew they were going to be good. We watched the spring game and like they were putting up points. And to me, that was like, okay, their defense sucks, dude. <laughs> like their defense was awful. I think that's what we saw in that first game. Now, was their offense better than I anticipated? Sure. I didn't think they were going to be that good. But maybe in three weeks we're looking at this, TCU's 1-3, and three, and we're saying, man, that TCU team's really fucking bad. Oh, I, I think we might be. I don't know what TCU's upcoming schedule is, but uh, last year last year was gone, and they're, they're in for a little reality. That's uh, I, And I think that's the that's thing, AC, going from week one to week two. It's like we see all these overreactions and, like, you know, maybe we overrated TCU as a whole. I'm not saying, like, you or, or me or AK. I'm just saying I, as a whole, maybe – Everybody in general. Maybe TCU is way overrated. Obviously, Colorado is underrated. That's – that we can we can set that aside. We all know that. Right. But, you know, like, again, we go into week six and TCU is one and five and we're, we, we look back on this game against Colorado and we're like, damn, dude, that TCU team sucks, <laughs> you know? I think I think we're going to find out a little bit about Colorado this week. Are they going to be able to stand up in the lines in the two in the defensive line and the offensive line? Because if if they're if they're not going to be able to do that, they're they're going to be a fun team to watch, but they probably won't cash you a lot of tickets. Yeah, it's going to be a, a very physical game. And and if you go back to that TCU game too, TCU runs the ball for ninety six yards down the fucking field, and then they decide to throw it in the fucking red zone again. Bad play calling, right? From uh, yeah. Make them stop it before you stop. Yeah, from yeah. from Cam make, Bryant, make them stop and run. Like, well, I uh, these offensive coordinators overthinking themselves. Oh, they'll drive you crazy. Some between point. between between the play calling and the coaches' uh, clock management, man, those are two of my uh, things that I that I like the least. Damn, you you and Steve Fezzik would be best friends. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so I think we all are kind of in agreement on this game. Uh, let's move over to the next game. We got Texas Tech against Oregon. Texas Tech coming off a game uh, where I had Wyoming as my – they were my best bet last week, plus 14 at home in Laramie. Thought that, I thought it was a trap spot for Texas Tech because they're looking ahead to this game here in oh, Lubbock against Oregon. The line's six and a half. I've been waiting all fucking week for a seven, and I just – I don't think we're going to get it at this point. I, I think it's going to sit at six and a half, and – to your point with the South Alabama game, uh, AC, maybe that tells us a lot about this game coming up here. What's your thoughts on Texas Tech and Oregon? Oh, by the way, Oregon won 81 to 70 against Portland State. <laughs> I, I hope that, that the realignment fixes those types of games. Like, I don't want to see Oregon play Portland State anymore. Yeah. I mean, as much as I don't like the realignment because I'm an, I'm an old school guy and I like to see – you know, teams in their region play each other, and you could travel to these games if you wanted to. If if your school was playing, um, if it gets rid of uh, 
you know, Alabama playing uh, McNeese State and all the rest of these games, then, then I'll be okay with it. Um, Texas Tech was definitely in a tough spot, and and I wished I would have seen it. I didn't. I didn't bet the game last week. Um, but, yeah, they're, they were in a definite, hey, uh, probably spent all spring and all summer uh, prepping for Oregon. You know, thought they were going to walk into Laramie and uh, yep. get a W without, without really, you know, putting forth the effort that was going to be necessary. And uh, that was a, that was a bad mistake on them because they should have known Laramie's a tough place to play, man. People go in there and struggle all the time. This yep. is nothing new. Uh, you, you're not walking in there with Craig Bull and, uh, you know, walking out of there unbruised or unfazed. Uh, they're going to bring it to you. Yep. Uh, that's my worry about Texas Tech. And I did bet Texas Tech. I did get seven on them uh, early. Um, not, not a huge wager, but I did bet them. Um, I guess my worry with them though is, man, that, that Wyoming quarterback is not very good, man. And, and he, he, he didn't miss many passes against him. I, I, I forget his stats. I know I looked at him, uh, after the game was over. Uh, he was pretty accurate and they didn't stop him. Well, um, so, Texas Tech know, also had a lot of, Nick. they also had a I'm lot a, of boneheaded penalties, AC. Did you? See, I didn't watch any of the game. They had a lot of boneheaded penalties that cost them, to be honest. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you commit penalties. They end, they usually end up costing you uh, costing you dearly. Yep. But to your point yeah, of like – it was, it, was it was a definite look-ahead spot for Texas Tech. Yeah. Um, this is the game they're pointing to. And, look, their season's on the line right here as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know, if, if you got on 0-2, the morale on the team, and everything's going to be in question from, from the trainers to the players to the coaches – and you're going to have to start feeling questions about, you know, the expectations were here and now here's where you are. So it's, it's a pretty big game for, for Texas Tech. I, I expect them to show up and uh, I expect them to at least be within that number, if not win the game, if you want to be honest. AK loved Texas Tech coming into the season. Yep. Loved yeah. well, and, and, and actually to our, you know, actually it's kind of the epitome of our conversation to start the show. It kind of became that public darling and, and I came back on here the next week and I said, you know, I didn't bet their their season win total. You know, I was really kind of feeling that for a week. And after I started really diving into it, it was just kind of the public darling. And I'm like, man, you know, I, I still think Texas Tech is going to be good this year. But I didn't hop in and bet their season win total. And thank goodness I didn't. But, um, you know, I watched uh, about 80 percent of that Texas Tech Wyoming game. Kudos to Jordan. He he actually took Wyoming, had a great number with my Wyoming Um what you know? What I saw was Texas Tech couldn't couldn't stop the run, and they couldn't get off the field on third and fourth down on defense. I mean, it was just like Wyoming would you know drive, drive, drive. Texas Tech could stop them on third down, or or you know get them in third and you know six, and oh, can't get off the field. You know, boom, convert first down. A lot of it was um, penalties. Wyoming, so. Yeah, Wyoming's a very disciplined team too. To AC's point, you know they're a well coached team. They only had three penalties for fifteen yards. Texas yep. Tech had uh, six for sixty nine yards, seven penalties, and also but Wyoming dominated time of possession. You know you go up against Texas Tech and that kind of air raid, throw it around, you know, and, and you dominate the time of possession. You know, almost two to one. You're probably going to win that game, right? Kind of what we're talking about with Nebraska and Colorado. Um, so, so I, I, I agree with you guys, though. <laughs> I expect a maximum effort. It was a tough spot to go travel out there, knowing who you got coming to town next week, knowing you know uh, what's at stake. And you dropped the ball. You came up short, man. Um, I like Tyler Shaw. I still stand by that. I still like this Texas Tech team. So, so I agree. I, if I was looking to bet this game, I'd be looking at Texas Tech as well. Yeah, I like Texas. Well, I, I think to me, I think you're going to get their best effort. Now we're going to find out if they're any, if they're actually any good this week. Well, everyone, you know, 
everyone talks about Julian McGuire and being this like football savant, you know what I mean? Like the, the great next head coach and, and all that stuff. And, you know, then to AK's point, you know, earlier in the season, that's part of the reason why he liked Texas tech was because of Julian McGuire. And, you know, I, I think that they made a lot of boneheaded mistakes. I think they honestly cost themselves. And I, and I had a Wyoming ticket, right. And part of my reason why I bet Wyoming is because the spot, I knew Texas Tech was looking ahead to Oregon. I knew they weren't preparing for. I mean, I shouldn't say I knew, but in my in my head, I you know I thought no, you did know. You 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 knew it was right. It was true. Well, if I, I if I knew knew, I would have put like my life savings on it. But <laughs> <laughs> but the point the point remains is like I think that there was a total look ahead spot, and like you're gonna get not only their maximum effort, but I think that they were already game planning for Oregon going into last week, right? So they, I think that you're gonna get all of it. Plus, it's going to be hot and humid down in Lubbock this weekend. Um, and what times? What times the game kickoff local? AK, you know. Mm. Um, let's see. Is it a night game for them? Yeah, uh, I know four o'clock game for them. I think still seven o'clock game on the East Coast. So it's like a five o'clock game for them. Five, five o'clock game for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, dude, students gonna be liquored up. They're gonna be riot wild. I expect an insane atmosphere down in Lubbock. Uh, one thing that does scare me, though, Red Raiders since 2002, 1-7-2 ATS against the Pac-12. I know that's like a lot of different coaches and stuff, but that does kind of worry me a little bit. Uh, but I'm not a big believer in Dan Lanning. I think Oregon is a little overrated this season. Even though I had them going, even though I have them going to the Pac-12 championship facing USC, I do think that they're slightly overrated here. They didn't show me. I, I don't know what to take out of their whooping of Portland State, dude. Like, come on. This, this is what you take out of it. <laughs> yeah, nothing. 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 Yeah. So, I think uh, I like Texas Tech to bounce back here, and I I might sprinkle a little on the money line too. Definitely. I think they might win a little. All right, let's move on to our next game. We got uh, Alabama versus Texas. Ooh, I cannot wait to talk about this game, man, because I love me some Steve Sarkeesian. Love it. <laughs> Uh, right now we got Alabama anywhere from seven to seven and a half. This game got bet down. It opened at eight at circa, right? AC. Yeah, I think I seen eight start. And now we're we're seven seven and a half. Uh, last year, obviously Texas probably wins that game if Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt. I think we all agree on that. And I yeah. think that kind of changes things this year, right? Now Texas has to go into Tuscaloosa. Uh, I know Nick Saban is absolutely fucking pissed off about his team last year. Very uh, disappointing season. What do you think about this game, AC? I I have to lean Alabama until Texas shows me that they can actually hang with 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 them. Um, you know, I'm not a Ewers fan. The thing that worries me about this game, and I'm not going to play this game. I've already made up my mind. I'm I'm sitting this game out. I worry about Alabama's quarterback situation. Like it took them forever to name a quarterback. Jalen Miller and, looked nice though. I can't he throw the ball. Doesn't matter if you could, if as long as you could run it behind that offensive line. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> but games are won most of the time. If you're going to go, if you're going to go places, you're going to have to throw at some point. Um, and and he was trying to beat out Tyler Buckner, the, the the transfer from from Notre Dame. I mean, I wasn't impressed with him at all. I, I just don't think it should have taken that long if he was your guy to say hey, he is our guy. Do you think? Do you think a 
do you think part of it might have been like a competitive advantage? Like these coaches always try to say, like, oh, we want to keep our competitive advantage so no one knows our quarterback. Do you think that I mean, could have been part of it? It could have been, but I don't, I don't know, know if that's really AC, I don't know if that's Nick Saban's style. AC, I'm not gonna lie to you. I did bet Jalen Milrow to win the Heisman at like plus five thousand. Just sprinkled a little, you know. Right, of course. I don't blame you for that. I just I don't I just wondered why it took so long for him for for Saban to come out and say, like, they're playing middle Tennessee State here. So hey, that's a good so team, if, dude. <laughs> See, that's a good team. Missouri is gonna crush Middle Tennessee this week. Uh, I don't think Middle Tennessee. <laughs> I bet Missouri. Minus 17 off the gun. Okay. Oh, yeah, right. money coming out throwing. <laughs> right off the bat, man. Well, that's my team. That's the team I know the most. That's that's the only team in the entire world of sports that I actually root for. I don't bet on them too often, but I, I do I do like them in this spot. Part of me wants them to getting off track. Part of me doesn't want them to do very well this weekend because there's a big game versus K State, who I plan on having a big bet on Mizzou next week. First sellout at Missouri in five years. Damn, AC versus uh, Kelly Stewart. Let's right. go. Right, right, right. I talked to Kelly a little bit about it uh, when they were in town. <laughs> but back to back to Alabama, Texas. I just I can't get on board Texas man until I see them actually beat some of these heavyweights. I just can't. I I, I just refuse to think that. This is their time. This is their time. I'm not a big Quinn Ewers fan. Um, like, I, I know that he went to Ohio State. I know he got all the money. I know he came to Texas. I know Manning's on the bench behind him at this point. I just I just can't back him in this point. I, I'm pretty sure Saban has uh, beaten his disciples like Bill Belichick beats his in the NFL. Like, there's something, there's something inside of him that says, uh, you know, I groomed you or I gave you a second chance and – you're gonna come into my my oh. building this week, and 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 we're going to uh, play big boy football and line up man to man and mano a mano, and uh, you know try to run you into the ground because that's what that's the only way they're winning here to me. Great it's kind of like Nebraska, Colorado. You know, you, we're gonna line up, we're gonna punch you in the mouth, and we're gonna run the ball. Texas ain't um, doing no. that, huh? Texas ain't doing that. But but no, not Texas. Oh, you're saying Bam. Alabama? To your to your yeah. point about the disciple thing, that has been true except recently. Like Jimbo, Jimbo Fisher's beaten Nick Saban. Also, um, uh, Kirby Smart has beaten Nick Saban. So I feel like that that's kind of worn down. Although Sark is like a special case because you know, he's, right? He's Sark. He gave him, yeah. He's Steve he Sarkeesian. Gave him that second chance. Eh, but I mean, like Steve Sarkeesian, Steve Sarkeesian, dude. This guy's gonna lose games that he should win, and he, <laughs> he's just so funny. I'm a USC guy, AC. So. Right. Uh, this is an interesting. I want to. I want to throw this out there to you guys real quick. Alabama, fifty-six consecutive wins versus non-conference opponents in the regular season. Wow, it's pretty impressive. Does that change your? Does that change your outlook at all? It doesn't change. Well, it doesn't change nah. my opinion. Well, AK, what's your what's your opinion on the game? Well, you guys kind of touched on it, but let's face it, man. Nick Saban circled this game. I mean, he's been I, waiting for this 100%. one after after last year, right? We we you, you guys both just said it. You echoed the same sentiment. You know, they should have lost last year. Um, 
I think Nick Saban might come in there and just crush them. After watching the first quarter of that uh, Texas and Rice game the other day, you know, I was like, I couldn't believe that I didn't follow through on my initial lean of betting Texas under wins, you know. They came out and let Rice go right drive right down the field on them, you know. Of course, they got it together after that, but – you know, I, I just, I just, I just don't think Steve Sarkeesian wins the game. Like, you know, he, he never does. He never has. Um, and he'll lose a couple ones he shouldn't lose along the way, too. So um, I think Nick Saban is going to give everything he's got in front of that crowd, man. It, I, I don't want to get involved either here because I just don't want to. But I think Alabama could just steamroll him, to be honest. They could, they could throttle him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I I haven't played a side on this one either, but I'm I'm with you, uh, AK. Like, there's this side of me that I just I know Alabama is going to go in there and just fucking beat the dog shit out of them. And to your point of the Mariners today, like I know if I don't bet this on Saturday, you know I'm gonna look back at 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and the score is going to be like 58 to 21, and I'm gonna be like, dude, why did I not bet Alabama? You and here's know. the thing about that game too, to just just push this point through. Nick Saban will not let up against our Steve Sarkeesian after last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he will not let up. Like, you know, if it's a uh, 42 to, to 21, you know, going into the fourth quarter, he's not pulling anybody. He's not doing anything. Nope. He's going to shove it down his throat. So hundred percent. I, th- I think too, that uh, Saban, Saban is going to give them, want to give them a little welcome to the sec, you know, Hey, That's a good point. Right, good point. Here, here's what you're going to be facing pretty much week in and week out for the most part of the SEC. You know, it's a lot of smash mouth football. And I think in this game, honestly, it, in the Nebraska Minnesota game last week, I didn't bet pregame, but I, wa- I watched the first four or five drives and I, just, I hopped on Nebraska live plus six and a half. I feel like this is going to be the same type of game for me. Like if I see what I think is going to happen and Alabama is going to line up mano a mano and, and, punch them in the mouth and and they're having success doing that and Texas can't stop it. I'll, I'll probably get on Alabama during the game. Otherwise I'll just be a participant. And I still, I think this game can go under too. I, I just feel like that's going to be Alabama's plan is to line up and punch you in the mouth. And I don't know that yours is yours is capable of uh, putting up 400 passing yards to, to keep Texas in the game. If, if, if that's what has to happen. Yeah, I agree. Maybe Manning comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me, I guess. I, uh, I don't. You know, I I, thought, I heard they want a red shirt in this year. Well, that's, I mean, I, I don't but it's not like Sarkeesian's got some uh, some long rope going on, you know. Here, and if, if things start going sideways, yeah. uh, yours would find himself on the bench by game five if things aren't going that well. Red shirt or no red shirt? Yeah, and I agree. Uh, a lot of people on Texas, though, as we've seen, the line definitely move. Uh, you know the. Our guy Kush Martin, he he messaged me earlier on Sunday. Said, "I'm betting Alabama." Yeah, he liked them at minus eight. So, yeah, you know, he's got. Well, if that number happened to drop below seven, I could get involved with. Oh Alabama. yeah, if it gets six and a half, I'm definitely definitely taking it. I might even hop in at seven. Because, like I said, I just I already have this premonition that Saturday night I'm gonna be like, dude, why did you not bet that game? I just sure. I feel it, and I'm a dog. I I bet mostly underdogs too. So if I'm willing to lay seven, that tells you something. I'm the same. Mostly all underdogs for me. Tells you something. Um. All right, AC. Before we get out of here, I know you want to talk about an NFL side that you like in the Cleveland and Cincinnati game, and I'm very interested in hearing your take here. Uh, we we haven't really we we discussed a little NFL last night, 
We didn't touch on this game, so I'm, I'm interested to hear your side because I like this game as well. Well, I don't know if you're on the same side, but back in the middle of July, I placed a couple of bets. First one was on Florida State, and the second one was on the Browns. Yes. And I, I, I also I also bet the Browns to win the Super Bowl back in early June at 41. I, I, it wasn't because I thought they were going to win the Super Bowl. It was because I thought 41 was way out of line. Yeah, and that's a good hedge opportunity um, if they get yeah. to the playoffs. Um, if if Deshaun Watson um, comes back to a top-five quarterback in the NFL, which I, I don't know if he will or not, but if he does, Browns are going to be dangerous. Yep. There's no no question about it to me. And and I, I wasn't sure that I was going to put a lot of money on this game because I, I really thought about betting them to make the playoffs, and I thought about betting their win total. But to me, this game, this game is their playoffs. It, it is their win total. Like if you don't hold serve here at home, uh, good luck beating any of those teams in that division on the road. So to me, I, I, it was kind of like the Florida State LSU game to me. I didn't know if I wanted to bet Florida State win total over. I knew they were going to be improved, or I thought they were going to be improved. They they had fixed their offensive line. Um, the Browns bring in Schwartz, who's a top notch uh, uh, coordinator. Uh, they brought in Zedarius Smith to rush the passer alongside of Garrett. Yep. Uh, they brought in a tackle, what is his name, Tomlinson, I believe. Um, my hope is that uh, I, I I read a little blurb today that, that Ward practiced today. So if he's in, obviously Burrow didn't play in the preseason. I don't put a lot of stock into that. The Browns also he own still be? Joe Burrow, too. Huh? The Browns own Joe Burrow. Well, and, and 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 this was this was a bet that I really liked, and so I never thought that it would get to three. I'm not a big proponent of hopping on two and a halfs, um, but I just didn't see it going to three at that point. And and I I called my buddy and I said, look, I'm going to hop on this game now at two and a half. I said I I think it closes lower than that. I know the number's still there, um, but I really I really like I really like the Browns this week, and and that's 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 easily my biggest play to this point uh, is on Cleveland. Let's go, y'all. Love it. AK, you got any thoughts on that game? I mean, to y'all's point, I think the Browns are definitely going to be improved this year. You know, I, I, you know, I haven't talked about it on the show, but two of my best friends are big Cleveland Browns fans. I go to First Energy Stadium, you know, at least once a year. Um, I was there when Baker Mayfield won his first game, you know, four or five years ago. They beat the Ravens in one of the ugliest games you'll ever sit there and watch. Uh, <laughs> those fans are craving for a good football team, man, I'm telling you. And, um, you know, I hope they see it. And I think the AC's point, I don't think Deshaun Watson has to be a top-five quarterback for that team to be good. I think he can be a top-10 or 11 or 12 quarterback and not make mistakes in that team be good. So um, I think you guys are all over. Uh, my my biggest question mark about the Browns is uh... – does Kevin Stefanski get in his own way like he usually likes to do going forward on third and five? Well, the thing the about Stefanski, right, that's the thing. He'll come out, and if you ever watch the Browns, <laughs> they probably are one of the best teams in the first quarter against the spread of any yeah, team. They every, come out with the best scripted first two possessions of the game, and you know, and, and then after that, Stefanski wants to go for it and fourth down on his own territory, you know, and just makes boneheaded decisions. Um, but I think if he can stay out of his own way, that defense is definitely going to keep him in games too, so. I'll never forget 2019 against the Patriots. The Cleveland Browns, they're at New England. Cleveland Cleveland Browns get the ball. First drive, they hand the ball to Nick Chubb five times, and they score a touchdown. Five times. That was all their plays, five times. Next drive, pass, 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 punt. What are, what are we doing, man? <laughs> what are we doing, dude? 
That's David. That's Stefanski. The Browns could have a lethal combination, man, with Watson throwing the ball and Chubb on the ground, man. I I really believe that. Um, Forty to one to me was way out of way out of line. I know a lot of people are high on the Ravens. I'm Um, I'm not high on the Ravens. I'm not as high. I'm not as high on the Ravens as others. Um, I guess what stuck, what sticks to me out, two things about the Ravens is Lamar's going to throw the ball more. Okay, that's doesn't sound like a great game plan to me. And when Lamar didn't play in the playoff game, people can say what they want, but all the coaches thought Lamar was playing in a playoff game. They thought he was going to play. So when he didn't play, that led me to believe that he was healthy enough to play, but didn't play. Right. Well, I'm kind of old school and, and I'm a competitor. And then if I'm healthy enough, I'm, I'm, I'm getting in there. I'm not going to worry about what's coming down the road contract wise. I also think the Ravens have, the Ravens have no secondary. No, they have none. I, I feel like you're going to see some empty backfields with uh, with Cleveland this week, man. When when Watson's at his best, when he was with at his best in Houston, they ran a lot of empty empty backfields for him. Yeah. Um. Uh. I think you're going to see more of that this year. I really do. I see. We've seen. I I know. I noticed more of it in the preseason. Yeah. I, I agree. if they do that, and Chubb runs the ball. Um. I don't know. I'm not, and I'm not as high on the Bengals, man. I'll be honest. I mean, 11 and a half wins. I almost bet under for that, but I didn't. But I, I do. I, I think. I think the Browns have to feel like this is the game to set the tone for their season. I agree. And so, yeah. If this, if 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 it doesn't happen here, I mean, are you going to really be able to go on the road? Are you going to be able to beat the Bengals on the road, or the Steelers on the road, or the Ravens on the road? Those are all tough ass, man. In this division, especially. You you must be able to hold serve at home. If you, if you can't do that, um, you're you're probably playing golf in uh, in in January. <laughs> I agree. I definitely agree. I agree with your thoughts on the Browns. I'm excited for this NFL season. I'm not. I don't love the NFL, but for some reason, I was better at betting the NFL last year than I was college football, which is uh, weird because I don't pay as much attention. But that's how it goes. AK, we, right. you have a best bet for this week. Yeah, man. So uh, this bet isn't based on uh, me wanting to stick it to the state of Texas, by the way. But I guess you could say it is. I uh, after what the Astros and Rangers did to us tonight, Jordan. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to go out to Sam Houston State versus Air Force. Hey. Air Force is going on the road versus Sam Houston. I, uh, you know, Sam Houston's kind of making the transition up. We saw them against a team in BYU that I wasn't high on BYU coming into the season and all. And if you watched most of that game, that was an was ugly a game. Awful. If you, if you watch yes. that game, yes. you deserve like a, a what a, you deserve something, dude. I can't believe anyone sat through well, that game. Yes, I did. So uh, I was I was just soaking it in college football. Um, anyways, make a long story short. Uh, I looked at this line and I said, Air Force 13 and a half against Sam Houston. Okay. So I went and did some research. Sam Houston allowed 109 yards per game last year. Um, I, I think it is going to be a slower tempo game. And I usually don't like laying points on the road, but uh, we saw what Sam Houston's offense looked like last year. And think about how good Air Force's defense was last year. And, and we all thought coming into the season, Air Force's defense was going to be even better this year. And they are. So um, I, uh, I actually played this Air Force minus 13 and a half. Nice. I, I, I would be on that side also if I was going to play the game. I would definitely be on the Air Force side. Yeah, I, I like the that. numbers are about fifteen or so, in it? Uh, I think it's fourteen or fourteen and a half now. I I, I bet it was thirteen and a half. Right, I knew it was down there. I've seen it as high as at least fifteen. I know it's yep. up. Yeah, 
Um, all right, my best bet of the week is an ugly one. It's an ugly, AK knows I like the ugly ones. Going back to uh, NC State, AK. We're going NC State plus seven and a half at home against Notre Dame. Brennan Armstrong. Brennan Armstrong. Let's help you. Let's help you get it home. I I just think this line, you know, Notre Dame beat a, a Navy team. Navy looked like shit, to be honest. A lot more than Notre Dame looked good. So, and I think NC State still has a good defense, and I expect their offense to get better as the year progresses. So I, I like NC State at home plus seven and a half. I already played this as well. Uh, along with, uh, I've also played Nebraska plus three and a half. And I also played, I've been waiting on the Texas Tech. I'm waiting for a seven. If it doesn't get to a seven, I am firing a six and a half. I don't care. That's where we're at. AC, you, your best bet of the week is uh, Browns. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one I got. The, I got the most on. So I'll call that. I'll call that the best bet. Nice. And, uh, We'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. I, I really I really do like them, and I especially like them. Man, if you can if you can find the second half of a of a, of a six point teaser to get them at eight and a half right now, um, man. Teaser. I, mean, I, I I I hooked them up with the Steelers. A, a yeah, I was back. gonna say a long teaser of Steelers and Browns makes a lot of sense yeah. right there. Yeah, that's that's what I did. Wong, so I got Wong I got quite a bit right now. on Cleveland. AC Wong teasers weren't so good to me last year. No, I'm not a big teaser guy, man. I, I'm not. I, I know other people are, and it, 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 so some people they're an automatic bet at, at two, two and a half. Yeah, that, that's not my, that's not my style. But if I if I find like I do like Cleveland, and they are plus two and a half. So when I started scouring the board, I was like, man. I mean, I'm not in love with the Steelers. I know a lot of people are in love with the Steelers this coming week. As I'm not one of them. I do think getting eight and a half though. It's yeah, probably it's a uh, key number. Probably a solid. It's through through two key numbers, basically. Right, Everyone likes right, to say right. seven and three are key numbers. I think eight is a key number now, for sure in the in the NFL, with more teams going for two. Well, and, and we can talk about key numbers, man, because you know those those are it's a different game now, hundred percent than it used to be. Hundred percent. I mean, it's it's a it's a much different game. We can even call six a key number in my day. Now they're 33 yards away, and then, and, and I, you know, I throw shit all the time when my kickers uh, can't make a 30-yard field goal. <laughs> Drives me crazy, man. Drives me crazy. I, I hate try, kickers, I, especially I, college I, kickers, by the way. Oh, man, college kickers are the worst, man. They, every time one of my guys lines up for a field goal, I don't care how far it is, <laughs> it's a 50-50 proposition. It really is, dude. I, I don't oh, understand. No, no. I'll, I'll make it easy because I, I have I have friends that I've told uh, I've told my friends I'm like man start get that kid kicking a ball man. There's no better <laughs> life you could have besides being a kicker in the NFL if you're good. That's true. You can you can you you can play for 17 years. You ne- you hardly ever get hit and you don't have to tackle. I mean, and it's great. Let me tell you. Let me tell you a secret to making a whole lot of money in this business. If you have an app like FanDuel or one of these apps that you can bet if they're going to make the field goal or not, just make sure you know who I'm on. Right. And, right. And, and if the team that I'm on is kicking, bet no. Right. And if there the team go. that I'm uh, opposing, <laughs> slam them yes for your entire life savings right now, because I promise you they're going to make it. I mean, if you don't get nervous watching college football and you and you need your kicker to make this field goal, and you're you're not a real person. <laughs> yeah. Because there, there are so there. Are, 
there are so few guys that you can actually have any sort of confidence in. And then you watch these guys kick these 30 yard field goals and they miss them by like 10 yards. I mean, they're, they're not even, they're not even close. And I'm like, Oh man. Yeah. It'll, it'll drive me. It it drives me crazy watching my, uh, watching my kicker here. Here comes the kicker. Okay. Great. Great. Even in the NFL, it's becoming like that now too. You like, you just don't know what you're doing. It's crazy. Yeah. There's seven or eight guys in the NFL that you can actually count on. You feel very confident when the 46-yarder comes up. There's one guy in the NFL I trust kicking, and that's Justin Tucker. Outside of that, it's a a crapshoot, dude, for sure. It really is, man. It's it's bad. I don't understand it, but it is is what it is right now because the kicking game in both leagues or, you know, in college and pros is – It's awful. I, I, can't wait, I can't wait to lose this weekend when my kicker lines up and chokes a 35 yarder away and cost me a, cost me a bet. It's going to happen. I already know. <laughs> I remember having the chiefs. I think it was either last year or year before last, like minus six and a half and the game's tied up and you're like, Oh, okay. We got the ball. Patty's driving. We're going we're gonna to score a walk-off touchdown here or, 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 or worse. We're going to kick a field goal and only win by three. And they go down and kick the uh, score a touchdown with like 30 seconds to go. So they have to kick the extra point. And I'm like, okay, here we go. And Harrison Bucker misses the extra point. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. shit! We've all got kick. We've all got kicker stories, man. That's I was rooting sure. for the. I was rooting for the Chiefs to lose after that. Well, of course, that's the way I am. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not going to cover. Let's just yeah. let's, let's lose. lose. Right. Oh, yep. Yeah. Let's lose. Right. Oh, I can't wait for the bad beats to come. Uh, I mean, I can wait, but I can't wait. For the, the, it's always yeah. good. All right, AC. All right. We really appreciate you ha- ha- uh, coming on and joining us, man. It's always good to get your knowledge and. Uh, it was awesome talking uh, some college football with you. Uh, so thank you again for joining us. Make sure to follow AC at LVMoney5 on Twitter. He doesn't have a profile picture, so you won't know it's him. But trust me, follow him. Follow him. He comments all the time. He's he's uh, he's active on there. Uh, all right. Thanks thanks for having me on, Aaron. Enjoy uh, enjoy Iceland. And I heard it is nothing short of spectacular. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, me and my wife we. Uh... Uh, it's her birthday Sunday. We were in Paris last year for her birthday, and I think I've started a bad. Well, and actually, the Bahamas was the year before, so I think I've started a bad, bad. bad oh, you have. So <laughs> yeah, I have you created a, a well, monster. Especially, especially you started it in football season, man. Come on, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I have created like, a honey, monster. So can we celebrate your birthday in July? AC, and so last year he and said, the year before, he said earlier, oh, I'm gonna get all my vacations week. out before football. Yeah, so, uh, so, but anyways, I always do this for my wife. It's like our last little hoorah before football season, and then I am full right. football right in the college basketball after that. So you just give, just give her a kiss until you're seeing her in February, man. That's what I do to mine. And 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 she and actually, she's got a lot of things planned for week for weekends coming up. So because she already knows what time it is. So at least I married one that understands, boys. So yes. you married one that knows. Yes, that's right. Exactly right. Follow follow. Right, AK. Thanks for having me on. AC, we'll see you later. Follow AK at AK Sports 90. Follow myself at Jordan Rules TSP. We'll see y'all later. Have a great night. We out. Peace.